0: to the 49er Access Podcast. My name is Sterling Bennett, and today we are going to react and discuss day number 10 of San Francisco 49ers training camp. The final day fans were allowed in attendance at Levi Stadium. And boy, was it a good day to be out there. Uh, Dwight Clark Day celebrating ALS and the fight against it. And on the field on Monday, my goodness, was there a Duke it out in the middle of the sun between the quarterbacks. Purdy, Lance, Darnold all got a lot of reps today. A ton of looks. We had a major injury. We'll see what that is and maybe maybe how serious it actually is when it comes to the player. But first, I want to remind you, use that promo code 49 ers access at SeatGeek.com and save yourself $20 off, again, on your first purchase at SeatGeek.com. So what happened on Monday, August 7th, Dwight Clark Day in Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, California, excuse me, when the San Francisco 49ers took the field for day number 10 of training camp? And well, to start, here's some observations. Kalia Davis, Robert Beale Jr., Elijah Mitchell, Daryl Luter Jr., and Jalen Moore all did leg stretching and/or individual drills on the side while the rest of the team did their actual practicing. Uh, Daryl Luter uh, remains on the pup list. Kalia Davis still has a hamstring injury. Elijah Mitchell has the adductor and Jalen Moore has a bone bruise, but good news on Jalen Moore. He did participate in walkthroughs, had a helmet on, didn't have pads on though, but the progression back to getting on the field is happening. Uh, I would expect him to kind of come back during the Raiders uh, during practices, if not then, shortly after uh, this next weekend's first preseason game against Las Vegas. Uh, Brandon Ayuk got a vet day off today, a well-deserved vet day off. I didn't see him until about halfway through practice, where he was wearing a sweatshirt and pants on a very, very warm day, Uh, mind you, in Santa Clara today during practice. uh, Austin Bryant returned from injury and had a phenomenal day at practice. We'll dive into what he did and what he showed with his fresh legs on the field uh, at practice today. But we have some, I want to call them major injuries. Uh, the first one, not so much, but I guess it could be in some way in the future. I don't i don't see it being that, but I don't want to downplay it. Uh, Marlon Davidson, interior defensive lineman. He walked off the fuel at the trainer today. Um, not sure what happened. Not sure if it's a hammy or upper body, lower body. Don't want to speculate. So Marlon Davidson uh, in some way hurt himself at practice today. Uh, didn't get an update in the post-practice press conference by Kyle Shanahan. Say that five times fast. Um, and so Davidson injured. Not sure what it is or how severe it actually is. But the major injury, the big one I want to discuss right now is one to Drake Jackson, um, I don't think many people noticed this at training camp. I, I think it was just myself and maybe John Dickinson um, because it happened at an area where not many people would have noticed it. Um, it happened on an end around to Debo Samuel. Jackson, Jackson ran to the sideline to kind of get the tackle and forced Debo out of bounds. And while in pursuit kind of came up a little limp, uh, not sure if it was an ankle or a foot or a hamstring or a calf. I, I don't want to speculate again on what could have happened, but came up limp, immediately called for like, hey, someone come in and replace me. I I need a breather here for a second and never came back on the field. Um, again, I don't think anyone really noticed him not back on the field or at least didn't notice the injury um, because it happened like four plays into, into team drills and it was like, okay, like... It wasn't a big, you know, get the card out. It was kind of like a, hey guys, uh, I think I may have hurt myself. <laughs> and then he walks off the field and, and never to be seen again. Um, nobody asked about it in the, and again the in the post practice press conference uh, with Kyle Shanahan. I don't think many people noticed it. Um, but seeing guys like Khalid Davis get hurt and Beal Jr. get hurt and seeing other guys like Daryl Johnson gone IR, Austin Bryant was hurt for almost the entirety of the week, and now Drake Jackson's hurt, Marlon Davidson hurt. Um, The defensive line is kind of banged up right now. Even Kyle Shanahan said, uh, I don't know if he even knew Drake Jackson was hurt or injured or how severe it actually is, but he even said the D-line's kind of banged up right now, and I think that's true. I think they have, not including the starters, being Bosa, Hargrave, and Armstead, 10 Defensive linemen currently on the roster. Um, Now, 10 should be plenty for a joint practice with second and and third and fourth string guys. Uh, But if more guys go down like football happens to be, guys get hurt left and right. I could easily see San Francisco wanting to add an edge rusher, depending on how severe the injuries are to Jackson and Davidson. Um, And seeing Beal still not being out there and not even having pads or a helmet on and same for Kalia Davis, I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere down the road they you know, cut a cornerback or a safety and they go out and sign somebody to just be a depth piece while they progress through preseason and training camp. Um, so Ray Jackson hurt, not sure how severe it is, not sure how serious it is, uh, not even sure where it is, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, but it was one thing I noticed uh, on at practice today. Uh, When you come up limp, non-contact injury could be a hamstring pull, could be a cramp. I have no idea what it is, but it's worth noting that if your number two or the supposed hopeful number two edge rusher is hurt and Nick Bosa hasn't reported yet, uh, San Francisco right now, depending on how severe the injury is to Jackson, is down their two starting defensive end players already this early into camp. Now, Bosa's for a different reason, but I do want to let you know that Jackson did get hurt at practice today. Uh, on August 7th, uh, but let's dive into some highs and lows of practice. The first one being Austin Bryant. Um, he he didn't practice all week, so knowing coming in, seeing him on the field today, he was going to have fresh legs, and my goodness, he showed that. Uh, you can instantly tell the burst he had was unlike anyone else's because his legs hadn't been used Coming off a undisclosed injury, um, he looked like he hadn't been through practice all week. Uh, by the way, he was playing against guys like Matt Pryor and other tackles at the edge position. Um, he had three sacks today, um, and, I, and I'm not talking in you know, a would-be sacks. These are hands on the quarterback's shoulders, hands on their their hips, their ribs. Like he was in the backfield making contact, albeit small with the quarterbacks, kind of letting them know, hey, I'm here, and I got you. This wasn't a, you know, it was a guy who maybe got there. No, he got there every single time, and he bullied Matt Pryor all day long today. Uh, We talked about Matt Pryor, and we'll talk about him again right here, that Matt Pryor is our first low of the day, and he's kind of been a low the past couple practices. (laughs) Um, And I feel bad targeting him, but we have discussed many times that the offensive line depth at tackle is a serious concern. Um, I'm lesser, you know, less concerned about the interior, but I think that's still, you know, relevant there as well. But the tackle position's very thin for this team. Uh, especially with Jalen Moore not practicing, Matt Pryor is supposed to be that swing tackle, left tackle, right tackle player that in maybe some way they're hoping can, if not jump more, be someone they retain on the veteran practice squad this year. And they can kind of bring up if someone goes down. Um, he has been atrocious the past two days and today against the fresh legged Austin Bryant, who no offense to Austin Bryant, isn't a starting caliber defensive end. Um, my mind thought of what if Nick Bosa came back today <laughs> and it was Nick Bosa against Matt Pryor um you I know mean, we're talking night night Steph Curry like game over like we're talking from 3 sacks to 10 sacks it was that bad almost every single snap seemed like he was getting pushed aside pushed back into the quarterback uh and Austin Bryant for being a depth piece for being someone you expect to kind of be the you know, the sixth edge rusher or the fifth edge rusher off the bench not going to play much this year he'll play in very small roles and kind of give guys a breather here or there um he was just destroying Matt Pryor uh pushing him back with ease fresh legs I get that stuff but Matt Pryor looked really bad today Austin Bryant had three sacks and likely forced that pick that Sam Darnold threw today or excuse me that 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 Darnold threw today um Bryant was great Pryor was awful (laughs) that's that's all I will say um and I never thought I'd pray for Jalen Moore to make this team or actually be healthy and I found myself saying if Jalen Moore is not healthy this team is in real trouble if one of their starting tackles goes down because Matt Pryor is not it he's just not it um if it was me uh, or watching that prior play make like forget Jake Moody being a third round pick, forget Kim Law being a developmental t- uh, tight end. Seeing Matt Pryor play right tackle and getting this annihilated on every single play, that made me say, "Why didn't this is the reason why you should have took a took a tackle. These is the reason why you cannot rely on him, and you should have taken someone in, in the, the third or the fourth or whatever round it was. You needed to find somebody." To play tackle. And you didn't do it. Now Matt Pryor's out there and might make this team. Uh, My goodness. Uh, Call it a day. That's a bad decision. I don't want to see him play. (laughs) Um, I've already seen enough. A weekend training camp. He's not good. He's not good. He can't even guard backup defensive ends. You just can't. You can't put that guy on the field. This year if you're San Francisco. Uh, Some other highs of the day. After our first low in Matt Pryor. Uh, Young receivers continue to shine. Um, Isaiah Winstead had two touchdowns today. He almost broke Amber Thomas' ankles on a slant route. It was like, boom, cut, Thomas fell down. It was like, is he okay? (laughs) Um, It it looked like one of those James Harden crossovers where he crosses over behind the three-point line, stops and stares at you and is like, yeah, I just did that. That's what Winstead did today to Amber Thomas. And it was like, ooh, uh, Wow, uh, that did not look good for Ambry Thomas, who had a, kind of a bad day at camp today, unfortunately, for a young cornerback in himself. But um, other guys, Tay Martin, big play Tay, who I think some fans at least want to make this roster. He caught two touchdowns on slant routes. Uh, I think he could have had a third on a stop-and-go route, just got overthrown a little bit. Um, so big play Tay making big plays at training camps today. It's a good sign for a young receiver fighting for that sixth roster spot behind the starting three here in San Francisco. Also Danny Gray. Uh, he kind of had a mixed day, but I put him in the highs because there was too many highs to not include him in here. Um, he with Brandon. Ayuk having a veteran day off, uh, Danny Gray was the starting receiver across from Debo Samuel. And he did catch two touchdowns today in red zone drills, had a, an amazing toe tap touchdown near the right sideline. Um, And it's on Twitter. Go watch it. It's a great, great play by him. But then later in team drills, he dropped the touchdown, which hit him right in the hands. And even later in practice, he ran the wrong route or there was miscommunication somewhere and Brock Purdy yelled at him on the field and was like, hey, figure this out. Like, this cannot happen come season. Like week one, this cannot happen. And to see, you know, I think, Brock Purdy's doing that, which kind of aligns with what we've heard from Fred Warner and George Kittle saying, hey, we can't have 30 good players and 20 bad players. We need young guys like Danny Gray to come out here and perform for us. And I think they believe in him. We talked about a couple of days ago that, you know, the sideline believes in Danny Gray. Um, that John Jennings and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, they're hyping him up because they want him to have a, a role on this team this year. And to see him make two touchdown plays and a great catch in the back of the end zone and drop one, then later run the wrong route or just do something incorrectly and to have the quarterback get on him. Some may say it's negative. Some may say, hey, that's a bad thing. I look at it as they believe in him so much. They want him to contribute and they need him to figure that out. That, hey, come week one, we can't have you running the wrong routes or being in the wrong spots. We need you to perfect this thing. By week one in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. Um, but again, mixed day for him. Couple touchdowns, one drop touchdown getting yelled at by Brock Purdy. Uh, not many players can say that's happened to them. danny Gray can say I was yelled at by Brock Purdy, probably for a good reason at practice today. Um, what's up, CG Ruthless, on the live stream? Thanks for hopping in and joining on. What's going on, man? Hope you're having a good day. Um, some lows of the day. As we were leaving practice. Uh, we saw four running backs working out. Duke Johnson, Brian Hill, Jeremy McNichols, and Jason Huntley. Uh, Two of them having already been in San Francisco in a small capacity, Brian Hill in 2021, and McNichols, I believe, a few years prior to that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member Um, It kind of put the light bulb up in get, you know, bing, and I said, hmm, is it too much of a reach to say, Elijah Mitchell's only supposed to be at a week? It's already been two, three days, so he should be healthy after the Raiders game. Um, but the fact that working out running backs implies to me that he's obviously not going to play in that game, which that's fine. But two, um, seeing guys like TDP and Jordan Mason get a ton of reps the past few days Um, I could argue being overworked the past few days um, being running back number two and three on the roster because look, they're not going to start Christian McCaffrey at all in training uh, in in preseason and they shouldn't mind you, but they don't want to kill TDP and Mason before the season starts. They're going to need them this year because well, Mitchell can't stay healthy why run two other young guys into the ground early as well. And so to me, it kind of showed that Mitchell's injury could be more serious than shown and or San Francisco is trying to protect themselves even more, knowing Mitchell cannot stay healthy and they're have to they going to have to rely on Mason and Ty Davis Price during the year. Um, I know some people, including myself, like LeBourne and Awot, um, I just think those guys aren't ready yet. They seem like practice squad stash players or just cut players outright. But uh, seeing them work out four running backs makes me believe they want someone else in that building. I would lean towards Hill or McNichols simply because they've been here under Kyle Shanahan. They know the system. And in a pinch like they are now, can step in, take five, 10 snaps and not miss a beat and then be cut in a month when cut day comes down, right? Or, or when Mitchell gets healthy again. Um, so I wouldn't put too much thought into it, but uh, to the conspiracy theorist in me, maybe that's the reason why he's being brought in or or four guys are getting worked out because Mitchell's hurt and it's a little more serious than they thought. Um, and I'm one who has said since day one, he can't stay healthy. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's on the outs after this year, if he's hurt again throughout the season. He's already hurt now. He was hurt earlier. I like Elijah Mitchell, but you have to stay healthy to make a team and actually contribute. Uh, and I hope he can do that. But right now, not the case. Uh, Another high, our final high of our highs and lows of the day. I'm going to combine two players here because both of them made interceptions today, and both of them have had two really strong days, the past two practices being today and on Saturday. Um, The first one, Deshaun Gibson, uh, on Saturday had an amazing diving pass defense. Today had a big leaping one over George Kittle. Purdy kind of floated one over the middle today, and Gibson just jumped up and smacked it out of the air over a 6'4", George Kittle, 6'5", George Kittle. It was awesome to see. It was like, oh, um, that was interesting. That was really cool. Um, that was just awesome to see a older 11-year veteran player get up and kind of get over the second-best tight end in football and make a big pass defense. Also picked off Brock Purdy later in practice, off a linebacker tip, I'm not sure if it was Greenlaw or Warner or Ball. I have no idea, but Ball got tipped. he got the interception, and arguably could have been a pick six. Um, not sure, but two big plays by Deshaun Gibson in practice today. Demetrius Flanagan fouls. Um, someone who I have openly said I don't know if he makes the roster. Uh, the past two days... He's making the roster <laughs> um, because he's had really good coverage skills or shown really good coverage skills. Um, and today did did the same thing. Uh, got a pick off Trey Lance, jumped in front of a pass. Then to Sam Darnold, almost did the exact same thing. So, you know, kind of exuding this ball hawk linebacker skill of his that really isn't, you know, relevant to his player because he's usually a special teamer. But uh, today, a great day for DFF, uh, one which I think... You know, if you can do that in games and do that in preseason and training camp and also be a really good special teamer, that stuff that gets you on the roster, it's stuff like that that makes them say, "Uh uh-huh, you are more more valuable than your contract states. And I think for a player like him who's on the bubble, it was a great day for practice by DFF. Um, Two other players I want to highlight here that aren't part of the highs and lows that are really just more so, I, I want to make sure they get the credit they deserve, um, and that is Christian McCaffrey and Fred Warner. These are two guys who, I mean, look, we know how good Christian McCaffrey and Fred Warner are. These are generational players, leaders that are making sure this team is, has the right mindset on and off the field. The fact of the matter is, they don't have to be out there every single day, and they are. They're in skirmishes, they're making plays, they're getting tackled, they're diving, they're, you know, in the huddles, they're, you know, amongst the tacklers, they're making plays, they're playing fast, they're running hard. They're doing things that you want your leaders, your your captains to do. They are leading by example. And again, we know how great these guys are, right? Chris McCaffrey is, if not the best, he is the second best running back in the NFL And Fred Warner is linebacker number one by far. And to have two all pro-level players just coming out there and, you know, setting a tone that, look, we are trying to win a championship, and that starts here in June, July, in August, um, that means a lot. To see them out there, like Chris McCaffrey and Fred Warner were here in OTAs and minicamp. They are making sure this team is ready to go because they're saying, look, we've been there so close too many times to fail again. It starts today in June, July, August. Winning starts when no one else is watching. When it's practice, it's training camp, it's mini camp, it's OTAs. That's when the winning mentality begins and your effort should start. And they're showing that. Um, I think fans, and fans are, but they should be proud of these guys being on this team. Um, To see the example they've led with and how they've carried themselves throughout the entirety of the offseason and the offseason program has been phenomenal. Um, and it just kind of, you know, reiterates, this team wants to win a Super Bowl, and they know that doesn't start come week one against Pittsburgh. It comes months and months before a preparation and hustle and blood, sweat, and tears, and they're putting all of those in in days like today when they don't have to. When it's 98 degrees in Santa Clara, can easily take a day off and go, nah, I'm good today, we're going to Vegas tomorrow, don't worry about it. No, they're out there working their butts off, getting tackled, hustling, and doing things you want your all-pro veteran, you know, go out there and win a championship player's doing. Um, They're going to do it come January and February. They're also doing it now in August, when it doesn't even count. And to them, you know, me saying it doesn't count... On the scorecard, on the win-loss record, it counts to them because these days matter when it comes to winning a championship. And again, seeing them going out there with the effort, with the intensity they go out there with, I mean, it's unlike anything I have seen on the practice field. I mean, it's more than George Kittle, and it's no knock on Kittle. But Warner and McCaffrey are out there saying, hey, like, we want to win in practice, and... They do. They do indeed win in practice. So here's your flowers, Fred Warner and Chris McCaffrey. Uh, the example you set is by far top-notch in the NFL. And you can tell they are desperate and hungry to go out there and win a championship this year. Uh, okay, enough with all the mushy-gushy and all the, oh, the tight ends and the receivers and the running backs and the la la la. Let's talk about the quarterback position. That's what you want to talk about. That's what I want to talk about. It's what everybody, almost every day to a nauseating degree, talks about. Whether Trey had a bad day or Purdy had a bad day or whatever, whoever had a bad day, Brandon Allen was great, but whatever they mean, right? All everybody wants to discuss is quarterbacks. And today, of all the days, I think we had a really good glimpse as to where this depth chart will line itself out, and also to who these quarterbacks are right now. Um, and I think it kind of gave us a nice, you know, in-depth look as to you know how Shanahan views all three of these quarterbacks and who they currently are on the roster. Um, I thought with Brock Purdy starting with the starting quarterback of the team. I thought he was the best quarterback on the field and reminded us today, if we actually needed that, that there's a reason why he is this team's starting quarterback, Uh, starting with team drills and the good throws he made. Um, Pressure in his face, found McLeod near the sideline, downfield about 25 yards, downfield. Again, pressure in his face, boom. Just unfazed, big play, big chunk play first, down 25 yards, bang. The next play, he goes for the end zone. Christian McCaffrey almost gets the touchdown on a wheel route, like right by the pylon towards the right side. The only reason why this, I'm I'm, going to say this, perfect throw did not become a completion because McCaffrey couldn't get a second foot in. It was perfect placement where only seems he could get it. Over the defender, seems he went up and just couldn't get that second foot in. A great throw by Purdy. And I think one that any quarterback wants to make, you know, 10 times out of 10, Purdy did it here. Um, The next play, again, on time, on target screen, pass to Christian McCaffrey for a big game, um, gave his playmaker the chance to make a big play. The chance to have room to run, have time to gather himself and, you know, see the play in front of him. And I think this play alone in a microcosm is why Brock Purdy is this team's starting quarterback, why Shanahan feels the most comfortable with him being this team's leader of the offense. Um We talked on yesterday, excuse me, about a play, a screen pass to Brandon Ayuk from Trey Lance. It was inaccurate, off target, but a completion which led to the receiver not making the block and the the defender blowing up the play. That right there, these two plays, Lance and Purdy. Purdy, on time, on target, gives the playmaker time to collect himself and make the next step in the play, make the big play, right? Lance, inaccurate, off target, gets the receiver tackled behind the line of scrimmage for a loss because that play isn't timed out correctly and on target. Those that right there is the reason why Kyle Shanahan's leaning Brock Purdy. Why he's already decided I'm starting Brock Purdy. We've talked to just the the nth degree about how much timing matters in this offense. How much ball placement on screens and slants and end-arounds, and the small stuff, the stuff that we call intermediate, and checkdowns, and, oh my, that's not pushing it down the football field. The Shanahan-style offense of, you know, a little bit of dink and dunk, right? But it's 15 yards of yak, 20 yards of yak, doing things that other teams aren't, getting the ball in the hands of their playmaker early into the play, right? You know, hike, one, two seconds, bang, out to Debo to McCaffrey, to Ayuk, to Kittle. On target, on time. Give them the ability early to make a big chunk play. That's what Brock Purdy does consistently in this offense. It's timing-based. His timing is almost perfect, or at least near perfect, a lot on these small dink-and-dunk plays that many fans don't like that Shanahan happens to love. When people talk about trey lance missing the easy stuff it's stuff like the screen passes the stuff that is timing based not the small you know i hiked it no one's open check down it's not that stuff you can miss those sometimes and people won't care it's the small timing things the quick outs to a receiver that he's not you know great at just yet where Purdy's strengths are already at and today, that screen pass just it clicked in my mind and said, that right there is why Purdy is this team's starting quarterback. Um, then Brock Purdy, like the man he is, throws three touchdowns in a row. Uh, quick out to Jennings towards the pylon. Great right throw out of reach of Mooney Ward. Touchdown. Um, then a slant to Tay Martin. Then a touchdown to Snead. Like, Brock Purdy was owning the number one defense in football minus Nick Bosa, mind you but he was owning them in the red zone. He, he had three touchdowns back to back to back off the number one defense in football to Jennings, Tay Martin, and Willie Sneed. Not Debo, not Ayuke, not Kittle, and not Christian McCaffrey. Like, early in practice, during red zone drills, Brock Purdy was freaking house money. And even later in practice... Danny Gray, here's a touchdown. On a play where the pocket collapses, Brock Purdy does Brock Purdy stuff, scrambles to his right, and outraces Fred Warner to the right pylon for a touchdown. He had five touchdowns in that small window of time. I mean, Brock Purdy was cooking, cooking early. And I think for Brock Purdy... To classify him as a quarterback, some put him in the middle, some put him towards, like, you know, number 25, like the Athletic had him. But I don't care where you put him on your ranking or how you classify him. If there's a big play to be made, he's the quarterback of of these four that is always willing to take that risk. To sling the football into a small window, or to avoid pressure, to race to the sideline to score a touchdown, you know, past Fred Warner, to throw it the double coverage, and hope it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it gets picked off, like today, right? But other times, a lot of the time, it does pay off. There are big plays down the field that Shanahan draws up that, that, that Garoppolo didn't take advantage of. Purdy does, because he's willing to make that pass. We saw it last year. Purdy's unafraid to make a mistake. He knows that when he does, he has to get better. There's a reason why Kyle Shanahan called him the real deal. There's a reason why Kyle Shanahan right now views him as this team's franchise quarterback. There's a reason he believes that. Now, is that a right reason? We'll we'll see. But even today, there was a play. And it was eerily similar to that play, I believe it was the Seahawks in the playoffs, where he... Play action, runs to his right, then runs to his left, and it runs for the entire offensive line and defense and evades every single defender into the back of the end zone, almost hits Ayuk in the playoffs, right? Wasn't that against Seattle? That almost happened again today in practice. Play action, runs to his right, runs to his left, then runs back around, and you're like, what are you doing? Throw the football. But he's evading pressure and finding holes in the defense, and he hit Kittle for a 10-yard gain. And you go, Darnold ain't doing that. Trey's not doing that. Brandon Allen's not doing that. You know who's doing that stuff? Brock Purdy. Now, I'm not calling that elite quarterback play. Sometimes it's very, very scary what Brock Purdy does, how long he holds that football. But when you score five, six touchdowns in practice, when you are cooking and slicing and dicing the number one defensive football with backup receivers, that tells me something. When you're running and evading pressure through offense and defense alignment and you're fighting Kittle for a 10-yard gain, I know Kyle Shanahan hates off schedule plays. But well, you cannot tell me he's sitting there like, hmm, that's some good stuff. That's some Chef Boyardee. Out of the can, Campbell Soup. Mm-mm. Finger-licking good. KFC. He's like, oh my goodness. That's my quarterback. That's my guy. That's what Kyle Shanahan's thinking watching Brock Purdy play on the amazing good throws he did. Now, there were some bad throws, mind you. It wasn't the perfect day by all means. Brock Purdy was not spotless on Monday morning's practice. Um, He did float a ball to George Kittle, which may have been a sack but talk with Charlton. You know me. I do not like would-be sacks, but let's say it wasn't a sack. Pressure in his face. and He just floated that thing up. Kittle, ball got batted down, could have been picked off. Not a great play. Don't like that play, right? No reason in that situation, just take the sack, move on. Do not give up a turnover. You can't do that stuff, right? Then later in practice, at the line of scrimmage, ball gets tipped in the air in coverage by a linebacker. Boom! Interception by Gibson. It's like Purdy. (laughs) Like, Jimmy Garoppolo had a problem. Balls batted down on the offensive line. Chris Jones in Super Bowl. This killed us doing that stuff on my person. Today, in coverage, ball gets batted, picked off. Those are just plays you can't make. Like, there's no reason in this offense to force throws into coverage. There's no reason. Live to fight another day. That was a huge problem with Jimmy Garoppolo. He was just unwilling to give up on a play. Hey, Jimmy, you can throw the football away. You can do that. It's okay to give up on a play. Purdy, albeit, does that a little bit more, mind you, and has made many more big plays than Gropville ever has in San Francisco, right? It's okay, even for Brock Purdy, who has shown the ability to evade pressure and find guys open downfield and do off-schedule stuff, right? It's okay to live another day. Um, I know it's his nature to take a risk, And gamble. And I love that. There is a mini gunslinger in Brock Purdy somewhere. There's a mini Brett Favre in in Brock Purdy somewhere. Right? Where he's throwing, you know, where he can't see. Or he's like, you know what? F it. Someone's down there. (laughs) I I hope they can catch it. I like that he trusts his players. That's needed to win big games. But sometimes maybe you just take a sack. Sometimes you just, you know, fall down. Take a knee. Give up on a play. It's okay sometimes. You know, there's more harm throwing you into double coverage and getting it picked off than it's look, look, Taco Charlton, you got me, it's Taco Tuesday, move on, huh? whatever, right? It's okay to do that sometimes. Um, but I thought that unequivocally, Brock Purdy was the best quarterback on the field and reaffirmed Shanahan's belief and every other person's belief that he is this team's starting quarterback. Now, again, I want to remind you, games have to be played Brock Purdy could suck come week one, week two, week three, and we're going bench Brock Purdy, but right now there is a full force belief in Brock Purdy and I am on that train right now that he is this team's starting quarterback and today at least in the past few days actually, he has been the sharpest quarterback on the field, running the offense the smoothest it has been, likely all training camp um trey lance though. The indie darling, the the up and comer, right? The the social media darling. Everybody doesn't, you know. It's it's so funny too because I was talking about this today with a friend at training camp. No matter the post, the the tweet, the X, whatever they're called now, um, the the tweet, the Instagram, the podcast. If you have Trey Lance on the cover or in the title, it is going to do bonkers in numbers. Compared to, you know, Brock Purdy's on fire, eh, 100 likes, Trey Lance cooks, 1,000 likes, and 100,000 views, and, and Borstel picks it up, and, I don't know, Dove Kleinman's like, look at this stuff, and you're like, what? He didn't do anything. <laughs> well, I, I just put Trey Lance, and it was like, yep, that that's media content, that gets you clicks, and it's so funny to watch that stuff happen in real time, because you're like, well, the Brock Purdy throw was better, and the play was better, and... He had more touchdowns and had a better completion percentage and was sharper at the field, but no, Trey Lance had three touchdowns. Watch out, watch out. Um, but in all honesty here, <laughs> and I love Trey. I hope he does great this year and whatever role he's playing, whether it's QB one or two or three, I don't care what he does. As long as he goes out there and succeeds, good for him, right? Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry only on blue You know, two different quarterbacks. Um, it was hard to put your finger on how I felt about this performance from Trey Lance at practice today on Monday. Because early, I was sitting there saying, yes. Like, you got me Daniel Bryan and yes, 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 you'll be 100 pence. Yes, you know, on the field. Like, yes, Trey Lance looks amazing. He looks sharp and crisp. And that ball has velocity and it's on time and things are looking great in 1v1s. I mean, Trey Lance in 1v1s was six for ten for six touchdowns. He had a back shoulder fade, lofted in the air with touch and accuracy right into Debo Samuels' hand. Juwan Jennings on an out route to the left pylon. Boom, touchdown. He had a play that was incomplete. He had two of them actually. He threw it over the defender and was dropped by a receiver. These perfectly placed balls, I said, this is it like Michael Jackson this is it right then he had a toe drag touchdown to Danny Gray for a great catch a slant to Winstead for a great catch like there were so many plays where I said if this is what Trey Lance is going to do today we are in for a treat and even later in practice amid his struggles there were still some good things He had a slant touchdown to Conley in red zone drills, scrambled on a design quarterback run up the middle for a touchdown. And I said, Trey, you're doing things to me now. You are doing things. I don't like Trey. I'm a good Christian man. You're doing things to me, Trey. What's happening here? And then it was like it was deflated. And to make a sexual pun, he went flaccid (laughs) during training camp. And it was like, what is happening? How did you do all this great stuff? And then you're doing this, and you're like, ew, I don't like that. Don't do that. No, go back, go back, right? It's like you're on page 10 of the hub, and you're like, no, we're too far deep. Go back. The better, the previous stuff was better. Go back, right? In training camp, after all the Grady he did, he threw a pick on just the linebacker was standing right there. Boom, right to him. Jumps in front of it, picked off, right? He almost threw another pick in the red zone. Like, there are certain things that Trey Lance does. Like I just stated, you go, yes, he's cooking. He's on fire. Like, he is that Wagyu beef on the grill. And I can't wait to see this all together on a plate with the asparagus and the potatoes and the steak. Mmm. Then he's out there. He got Kraft mac and cheese during other drills. And you're like, bro, like this is some freaking powdered cheese, low quality macaroni. Like, well, what, what are we doing? How are you this inconsistent? Like, how are you this, you know, you looking like Mahomes and Allen. Then it's like, what, who is what, Tim Rattay? the heck's going on? Now, I'm not trying to be, you know, a jerk about it, but there was a distinct line of really, really good and then really, really bad. And you're like, you cannot be this inconsistent and play quarterback right now with this team. And unlike other days, which kind of threw me off where, The more he plays, the better he gets. That was not the case today. It was like, someone get Trey off the field now before it gets any worse. Like, my God. Like, look, he wasn't Jimmy G5 picks bad or Dak Prescott this year bad in training camp. I'm not saying any of that stuff. But he couldn't find a rhythm. I mean, for all the good he did, he couldn't move the ball to save his life during team drills. And it's unfortunate because he had five, six. Really good practices in a row. And it doesn't offset any of that. The good he did doesn't go away. Trey Lance put together five, six, a week worth of really strong, competent practices where he said, yes, you are growing. You are learning. And today felt like a step back in certain areas. Like, look, the beginning, you looked like Trey Lance of Saturday and Friday and Thursday. Today, you look like training camp or OTA's Trey Lance. Of like, what? Like, what what are you, year two mechanics trying to get fixed Trey Lance? Like, there just seemed to be, I don't know if it was the play. And look, I want to be fair here that I do not know exactly what they're working on and the coverages and what exactly he's seeing. I am not trying to dog on Trey Lance by any means. All I'm saying is, is that for Brock Purdy to come out today, and be decisive, and still make mistakes, but also take risks, and reap the rewards on those risks, not just in red zone drills, in which he threw three touchdowns, but also in team drills and red zone drills, which he threw about six or four touchdowns again, ripped off three in a row of those. And for Trey to come out and look really good and really strong and seemingly fighting to climb the depth chart like today was Trey Lance's opportunity to, in my eyes, definitively jump Sam Darnold heading into joint practices for the number two quarterback job. He didn't do that. And that sucks because you can see momentum building and the confidence growing. That today was like, it's there, and then poof, it's gone. And you're like, ugh, oh, like, I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you, Trey. But today, this was not your day on the field. That sometimes happens. I'm hoping I'll be there tomorrow. Should be a light practice on Tuesday. No fans, probably no video allowed, but we'll see if Trey can kind of build that back up and I hope goes into Thursday and Friday against Las Vegas and tears that defense up. They're talking so much crap about, oh, the defense is so improved in Las Vegas. The secondary looks so good. Wouldn't it be something if Trey Lance goes into Las Vegas, the now home of... Jimmy Garoppolo and tears up the defense. He's having a hard time beating. Wouldn't that like, I want to hear that. And I for Trey Lance to put on the performance he did today, it makes me say, "Ooh, I'm not confident that's going to happen, but my hope is come Thursday and Friday that we hear stories like that because he needs that." And I do think like he should start week 1 of the preseason, Purdy's not going to play. Trey Land should start, give him a whole half to find his footing, get him back on the field. Like, I know we talk about, you know, Purdy's first day out there coming from the injury. Trey has yet to play a game since breaking his ankle. Um, I want to see a player fall by his foot and him not flinch, him step up in the pocket, him show the comfortability he's shown in training camp and practices. Like, that stuff matters. And we'll talk about that more as the game you know comes nearer but there are things for Trey that he has to be, you know, kind of reacclimated to just playing football again. To have a defender finally hit him again. I want to see that. I want to see him run and get hit. And I think for him to kind of build that confidence up going into the, the joint practices, um, today was not that day for him, unfortunately. It was a day where he sat back and said, oh, come on, Trey. Like, the, you are better than this. I've seen it better than this. I've seen you make... This play and that play and, you know, the the crossers to Debo and the slants to whoever. I've seen you make these plays two days ago. You cannot be this inconsistent right now. Your job's on the line. You don't want to be quarterback three. There is no reason why Trey Lance should be fighting with Brandon Allen for a job. And for whatever reason, maybe he actually is. I have no idea. I don't think he is, but he is. He's been too good, in my opinion, to be doing that stuff, but... Today was a day to jump Sam Darnold, and he didn't do that. And now you've opened the door for Sam Darnold to not reclaim a spot by all means, but to continue to fight and stay on par with you. And if you want to seize a job in the NFL, you have to strike when the iron's hot. Today felt like an early version of those days. I think the opportunity will come again come Thursday and Friday and Saturday and whenever they practice after that. But... Today felt like one of those days, an early opportunity for Trey Lance, and he missed it. Um, And I don't want to see that happen again. I want to see him strike and take that job firmly from Sam Darnold and kind of get ahead of him in this quarterback number two battle. Speaking of Sam Darnold, though, um, Sam Darnold was fine. He wasn't bad. He wasn't great. He was was the epitome of mediocrity today. He had the best play of the day by far. didn't throw a touchdown and team drills, but, but, there's always a but. Um, he had the best play of the day. Um, He had pressure in his face. He scrambled to his right, and he found Braden Willis for about 30 yards downfield towards the sideline. It was a great play, great throw. I think it's the first highlight they put on the reel today on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Braden Willis, great job today. Um... I also had a great block on the TDP run. Like, he's looking more and more like tight end number two. Um, I want to give him his kudos. You like every single day of the past three or four practices, he is showing up on highlight reels. He's showing up making big plays in the passing game, a couple of good blocks here. Yes, there's room to grow. He's a rookie in his first training camp, but I have a lot of promise that he makes this roster. And if he continues to have that one big catch a game or 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 practice or a few nice blocks like he had today, I see no reason why he can't make this team. Like, he's been a positive player most days in training camp this far, more often than not, in my opinion. Um now, what does my opinion matter to Kyle Shanahan? None. But still, a young tight end making big plays. Um, that hasn't happened since George Kittle. I don't think you cut that player, and I think Brayden Willis is starting to make a splash, at least on highlight reels. That's a good start. Come game day, let's ramp it up a little bit more and keep moving, moving, moving. And let's see him continue to do what he's currently doing. But Sam Darnold, um, you know, check down here with pressure on his face. Nice play, avoided pressure, avoids a sack. You know, again, makes a big play to Brayden Willis. Um... Against the Blitz, unlike Purdy, unlike Lance sometimes, unlike Jimmy Garoppolo, like last year, who fans hated, right? He can't throw a ball away. Sam Darnold does that stuff. Like, Sam Darnold's unafraid to live for another day. Sometimes the issue is the other day is a a punt. (laughs) And I think today, not scoring a touchdown in the team drills, in red zone drills, um, Sam Darnold was mediocre. He almost threw a pick to Dimitri Flanagan Falls. And But also, you know, check down here, you know, a nice slant here. Um, you know, he did have a nice play to McLeod. I'm not sure if it was a touchdown, but it was a nice arcing ball over the defender for a big catch. Not sure if they called it in. They may have. I don't think they did, but they may have. Um, but it was a nice play by him. A couple of good plays, but, you know, almost a turnover here or there. Uh, I will mention this, though, that while Sam Darnold didn't shine or didn't pop... Outside of one, maybe two plays. Um, Shanahan was asked about interceptions in training camp. And apparently, <laughs> Sam Darnold has thrown zero. And I think that kind of shocked Kyle Shanahan today. He thought he threw one on Saturday. I thought he did two. Apparently, it was dropped. When I talked to folks that were also there, they said it was dropped too. So, okay, it was dropped. Whatever, moving on. But... You can tell Shanahan said, like, yeah, okay, like, I don't care when it comes to, you know, the guy threw 13 picks. Yeah, it's bad, but there's a reason why that pick happened. I want to know the process and why it happened. But for Sam Darnold, knowing his history um, and seeing him very jittery in the pocket during the previous practice, saying, oh, that's really concerning for me, um, I do think he showed an, imp- an improved pocket presence today. I did think he, you know... He wasn't as jittery, wasn't as, you know... It wasn't like in previous practices or last practice where if pressure got to him, even the subsequent play, he was like, oh, what do I do? Today, it was like, oh, there's a blitz. Throw it away. Get out of the pocket and extend the play and find someone downfield. Like, it was a much more comfortable play from Sam Darnold, um, which does give me hope for Trey Lance tomorrow and Thursday and Friday, uh, that he can kind of come back and figure things out. But for Sam Darnold today... And for actually a lot in practice, I said over and over again, he has the best arm on the team as a complete player or a complete arm accuracy and strength. But, you know, a lot in his plays, it is that Shanahan-style mediocrity of, you know, intermediate stuff, slants and quick outs and checkdowns and screen passes. He's really good at that stuff. Um, What he's not good at, in my opinion, is being... I don't want to say non-turnover prone because he hasn't thrown an interception yet, but there's always that play where it's almost a pick where it's almost a turnover where it's like, Oh, that could have happened like that. He he dropped that one. Oh man. You know? And I think for Sam, it's, it's one of these, you know, plays where, you know, where does Shanahan draw that line? Because last year and really in previous years, he had no problem with Jimmy throwing picks because the defense was so good, or at least there wasn't an issue of like, oh my goodness, we're going to lose now. It was, okay, the defense has us. Um, I do wonder if Shanahan's like, okay, Sam, if you're going to start for us, I'll live with one pick. But well, you can do everything else, the quick stuff so well. You're my QB too. Um, There's so much room to play with here in what Shanahan likes and doesn't like. Um, I have a feeling if I had to, you know, put a stamp on it, 10 days in the training camp when fans are going to be gone tomorrow. Um, I think that Sam Darnold right now would have the quarterback two job, but it's kind of like a teeter-totter. One day it's Sam, one day it's Trey, and next day it's Sam. Oh, it's Trey. Now it's you know, back and forth. And, you know, it's almost like you know, you're kind of trading blows, you're trading jabs. It's Tyson Holyfield, but it's like little punches. You know, boom, Trey gets this, and then Sam gets that, and boom, boom, boom. And Purdy's like, yeah, I'm freaking Mayweather in my prime, I'm like bang, 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 bang. And Shanahan's like, well, I want that, but if I have to settle for this, which one do I like better? Right? Like, which which do I like the, the the promise of Trey or do I like the capability of Darnold now? And I think that's where I'm trying to kind of figure things out mentally. Okay, what does Shanahan like here? Because there's so much like in both these guys. Again, you put together five, six good practices by Trey, and then Sam's like, I've been okay through all of them and haven't been bad through one. Um, Then you're like, okay. Like, if Sam's kind of leveling out at, you know, a six, and Trey's at an eight one day, then a four the next, but it's kind of leveling out at a seven, and it's kind of, you know, just kind of waving along, and then Sam's like, yeah, I missed a six all the way around, but I'm consistent. I I, I haven't done picks yet, and Trey's like, I've done a few picks, but I've got a lot of touchdowns on on my record, and I can run the football. Um, I don't know. (laughs) And that's the hard part, is no one knows. Um, I'm sure fans are going to... As soon as that unofficial depth chart comes out, we'll react to it here, obviously, but... Fans are going to say, oh my goodness, Trey's number one. He's better than Purdy and Sam Darnold's number three. I told you so. I told you that's what's going to happen. And look, it's unofficial for a reason. Who cares? Um, What I care about is what are the reports out of Vegas and joint practices? What are the takeaways from preseason game one against the Raiders? I'm so excited for that. Um, And that's coming up very, very, very soon this weekend. And I can't wait to react to that and talk about it and tweet about it and go crazy over it, right? Along with you on the channel. But tomorrow, back at training camp, that quarterback two battle rages on. Can Trey bounce back? Can Sam kind of pick his game up? Or is he going to falter? And maybe, maybe it throws his first pick of training camp. We'll see. Um, If you want to hear about it and hear reports about it, follow us on social media at 49ers underscore access is the Twitter 49ers.access is the Instagram. You can also follow us on um, threads if you want to, on Facebook if you want to, for all the updates there as well. You can use our promo code 49ersaccess, 49ersaccess.com and save yourself $20 off your first purchase. You can also, if you want to buy some Niner gear, you want that Trey Lance jersey, want that Sam Darnold jersey, you want that Christian McCaffrey, the Kittle, the Purdy, whatever you like. Use that Fanatics link above and support the show in the meantime by getting a small donation via Fanatics to us. It's always great, money's important, that's why I'm giving you a discount, and maybe you can also get one at Fanatics as well from SeatGeek to Fanatics. Get yourself a small discount and use the links down below or up above with promo codes, at, and links at Fanatics.com. Don't forget to leave a like, hit that bell notification on YouTube, leave a review, tell your friends, and subscribe to the podcast on audio or video. Doesn't matter. Whatever you like, you do you. Just make sure you listen, leave a like, and subscribe to the show. And until next time, my name is Sterling Bennett. This has been the 49er Access Podcast. And stay faithful.